Hello, IFL Podcast family, and to all of you new listeners, welcome. I am your host, Miss Shay Ruff, and I'm so excited that you guys are here with us for another episode. What is the IFL Podcast about? The IFL Podcast is about us being on this platform to be open and honest about our failure experiences in life. The reason why we're out here being wide open and so vulnerable about it is that we understand that failure can cripple you. Failure can make you embarrassed. Failure can give you anxiety and all of these emotions. So we're out here being open and honest so you can get free in private, whether you're at home, whether you're at work, in the car, no matter where you are. We just thank you so much for listening to us. We hope our stories inspire you to um, get free from your failure and to share it with the ones that you love. So are you ready for this episode? Let's listen in. Welcome back to the IFL Podcast. I am your lovely host, Miss Shay Ruff, and I'm so excited that you guys are back with us for another Love Talk Monday. Today, I have some very, 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 very special guests who are near and dear to my heart and my family, who's going to help us talk about this very uncomfortable topic. The topic is, is it a good idea to go into marriage with a backup plan? That's exactly right. You heard exactly what I said. We're talking about going into marriage with a backup plan in this wonderful world of options. We are going to break this thing down and talk about it. So, the wonderful Tyrone and Shatera Peters are here with me today, and we are going to get on this topic. They hail from the beautiful, beautiful Florida and Virgin Islands. So, you will get all of this love on this podcast. And you know, we don't take long, so we just jump right into the topic. Ty and Tara, thank you so much for being with me today. Hey, sis, thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. So glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Y'all ready? We're ready. Ready or not? All right. Here we go. So, all right. So, the first question I'm going to ask, and you guys can decide which one is going to answer first. All right, so when you think of a backup plan, what comes to mind? Wow, uh, that that's a good one. That's that's a good one, right? Um, okay, when when I think of a backup plan, the words backup plan, um, with, right off the bat, uh, something that you would consider in case a first decision doesn't go as intended, right? right? Um, so the word plan is a noun or a verb, right? You can use it interchangeably, right? So a noun would be a written decision, approach, or intent. And the verb, the action word, is intent to carry out a decision. Um, And the question is, when you think of backup plan, what comes to mind, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a saying that says, he who fails to plan, plans to fail. So I believe (laughs) in marriage, right? We initiate all types of plans, right? Uh, We have business plans, depending on where you are and what season you are in. We have family plans, how big you want your family, how small you want your family, how you intend to go about achieving those goals, meal plans, and even financial plans. So um, I think beyond having a plan, right, is our intent with the plan. 
So a backup plan, uh, hopefully we're gonna talk a little bit about that a little bit later on. I think more so right now is important for uh, in marriage for us to have a plan. So hopefully we get to talk about the uh, potential backup uh, a, a little bit later on. Um, so let, let's keep it going. I, I'm gonna I'm stop right there. All right, so Mrs. Peters, what is your take on that? Um, yeah, so I agree um, wholeheartedly. Um, as I would like to kind of piggyback on whether or not it's wrong or whether or not it's right to have a backup plan. And uh, we discussed this and we went back and forth, back and forth on you know how we felt about this. And I'll say, I don't think that it's wrong necessarily to have a backup plan, but what I do believe that in some cases it is necessary to have a backup backup plan for some people. And I'll agree with my husband about the importance of making sure that we have a plan. And so we can go ahead and elaborate on that a little bit more now, right? So when we say a backup plan, I think that that's necessary, but it's also important to have a success plan versus an escape plan. And so for us in our marriage, it's important to focus on the things that help us to improve versus the things that are not going so well in our marriage and also to change what's not working and replace it with what does work for us and more importantly making sure that we have God as that foundational aspect so that we can build and bounce off of that and remain on the same page so that we can continue to win and not fail when it does get hard you guys are coming in hot coming hey man listen you invited us <laughs> Okay, so I'm trying to figure out where I want to say yes, yes, oh yeah, okay. So when it comes to a backup plan, well, first of all, the name of my business is the planner consultant, right? Right, and I'm right. not event planning. However, I am helping new entrepreneurs and established small businesses start mm -hmm. their business or either revamp with a plan and not sure, just do sure. something haphazardly, right? Sure. So. When I think of backup plan, I think, okay, in case this doesn't work out, I, I have strategy to move on to something else that's going to help me Right, right. go into something else, right? But uh -huh. when it comes to marriage, when you hear backup plan, a lot of people might go to infidelity. Right, right. Basically, right? Like, I liked him. I liked her enough to go down and, and get married to however I got this backup plan just in mm -hmm. case it don't work out. <laughs> right, right. So, so I do um I do appreciate you breaking down the definition of plan because I, I that's what I do for every podcast. I ask every um guest to define, you know, what it means, what the topic means to you, whatever it is that we're talking about, because sure. I do believe in all getting get some understanding because you yeah. can't just be yeah. out here doing stuff and you don't know the reason why. I don't have the meaning, right? And so I do agree with you, uh, Tara, because having a plan, well, both of you guys said having a plan is important. And, and I agree with that too, because we can't just be out here, oh, we're just going to wing it. Right, right. Can't really wing it when it comes to marriage, because it's yeah. a little bit more in detail and in depth. So right. I do agree with you guys wholeheartedly on there. And then also, I like how Tara put it when it comes to having a backup plan. She said, it's not a bad idea. I, I mean, I personally, I don't think it's a bad idea either, but in this podcast, what I want to do is just like break down what a, a backup plan means to us and what it means to 
others and how we can kind of like bring all of that together. Because I do believe that a lot of confusion comes from um, unspoken uh, expectations. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So, right. all right. So what, what would you guys consider um, or should you uh, consider a backup plan before you get married? <sighs> um <laughs> so so let, let me say this right so after that 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 great uh definition and, and that great uh statement that you just made statements that you just made uh let, let me go back a little bit and say i question um when we talk about entering a match with a backup plan okay this, this is another conversation perhaps yes. but if you enter a marriage with a backup plan why are you entering the marriage in the first place I can enter with a plan, a plan, baby, let's plan to do this. Like I mentioned before, let's financially, let's, let's have this plan. Um, family wise, let's have this plan. But for me to have a backup plan, that means that there's some type of question in my mind in regards to my first plan. So if I have so many uh, uh, questions, then I then question, why are you going in in the first place? Because I have a backup. A, a backup means that you kind of question your first one initially. You have something to lean back on. Okay. So so that's for, that's that's that for that, right? So um so the backup plan should we consider that before marriage? Should it be considered before marriage? Um. Again, the thoughts and opinions expressed. Um. Okay. We want to make sure that that stays with the Peters and myself. Right. Um. So I think it's important to clarify. Check this out, uh, Shay. Sis, a backup plan versus a back out plan. Ooh. Right. So, so, so let's talk about the back up plan versus the back out plan. Are we talking about a back up plan for you to back out, or are we talking about a backup plan for us together to move forward? Oh, okay. So, in this terms, we. Let's talk about both. Let's talk about okay, both. Okay. Because okay. because again, we okay. need to like we've talked about it from uh so far from a positive standpoint of we have a backup plan should this property fall through. We have a backup right, plan should this happen, should that there happen. But when mm -hmm. it comes to the back out, right? Mm -hmm. In case it's like a prenup. In there case this don't work out. Mm -hmm. I got this prenup over here, or I got this person over here, or I can get on a first plane to, mm -hmm. to somewhere else, pretty right. much, right? In so, the yeah, right, right. So we can talk about both, because okay. um, it sounds like we about to be real passionate about this. Right. <laughs> I keep pulling my hair like, oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but the, the thing is with that too, sis, is so um, I think, you know, Luke 14, Luke chapter 14, verse 27 says, the man who considers building a house sits and considers the cost and comes mm -hmm. up with a plan, mm -hmm. right? To see if he has enough money to finish your house, lest he only have enough to finish the foundation. And now his friends are passing, laughing at him. Mm. That's a plan. So I think, and, and you know, the Bible is littered with examples of people making plans and, and preparation, right? I think it's important for each couple to have one, a plan on how they'll approach various situations. 
I think a plan is very important. And yes, like you just said, sis, a backup plan in case the first one doesn't go as planned. Because mm-hmm. he who fails to plan, plans to, to fail. fail. So yes, the first plan, and we all know that things don't work out the way we want them to at all times. If you found the, the strategy and the, the solution for getting things to go your way all the time, please let us know. I would definitely subscribe and I would buy it from you if you bottle it up, mm-hmm. right? However, what I believe to be more important is that both plans are worked on and agreed upon and include both parties. The plan and the backup plan. We ain't talking about the back out plan because normally with a back out plan, that's a singular thing. Talk about it. I have a back out plan. If things didn't work between my wife and I, and she was acting up or whatever the case may be, maybe she had one too, right? Um, if 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 this guy does X, Y, Z, I'm out of there. I have a back out plan. I'm finna back out. But if we trying to work on these things so we are successful together, that's our back up plan. So I want to make sure when we have this conversation that we decipher the back out, because to be honest, that's what one of the plans details backing out. Look, I'm done financially, whether it be uh, 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 sexually, um, whatever it is, a back out versus a back up. I think that's really important. So, yeah, that's where I'm that's where I'm at with mine. Mrs. Peters. You said it all right there. <laughs> Nothing else to add. In the podcast right now. All right, y'all. Thank y'all. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I wholeheartedly agree because when I think about uh, uh, um, a back out plan, it, it's definitely a singular moment. Mm-hmm. It really is. It, it's all thought-provoking about you and how you're going to exit you're going to exit, what the go. terms and conditions are going to be, Speak. how soon that's going to be, um, what you're willing to do, what you're willing not to do. Come you on. know, when it comes to that, I, I definitely, I definitely think that you should not have a back out plan right. if you never intended to stay. There you Come on. If you come never on. intended to stay, then mm-hmm. why are we here? Why, what are we signing up for? Mm-hmm. What are we here for? Right. So every, 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 I do believe every married couple should have a backup plan. I agree. Every aspect when it comes to how we're going to raise the children, um, finances, where are we going to live? How are we going to do mm-hmm. certain things um, when it comes to a backup plan? Because like, like we said, like life happens. Mm-hmm. You guys have been married mm-hmm. for, for a while, for a, a, a long time. And we honor that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Phil and I have been married for quite some time. And so yeah. um, the things that we initially planned was like, whoop, that didn't work out, did it? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Let, let's move on to something else. But yeah, I, I do believe that a back out plan is definitely a singular moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely would not tell anybody who plans to get married that they need to have a back out plan. Like, right. Your right. pl- you you're already setting the tone for your marriage before you even get into it. When you there you go, there you go. When you when you plan to back out, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. okay, so let me. I'm I'm gonna shift and I'm gonna ask Tara this question. 
So yeah. the number one reason for divorce, right, is financially related. It's about money. Is this something that you should plan for? Wow, that's a great question. Um, hmm. I do believe that you should plan for finances um, because like you said, the number one reason for divorce is because uh, financial stresses, um, you're not making ends meet, you know, so that can cause additional uh, stresses on the marriage that you may not have planned for. So that goes back to our point to making sure that you have a backup plan to make sure that you have your finances in order, right? You have yeah. to also be mindful of the season that you're in in your marriage, right? You may be in a season where it's time for you to sow, right? You might be in a season where it's time for you to reap and you are here, right? Trying to sow everything God says, be still, right? So you have to make sure that you're on the same page as far as your vision is concerned so that you, so that you can avoid those financial uh, restrictions, right? And limitations that may cause stress down the line. So I would definitely say, yes, I agree that that is important to have that conversation regarding finances. And I, I have to agree with you too. Yeah, go ahead, Ty. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I, I was going to piggyback on that, as she so eloquently put it. Um, most most definitely, I think a financial plan um, and, and conversation need to be had uh, before marriage. I, again, the Bible is littered with examples of the importance of being financially responsible, right? The word says a fool and his money are soon parted, okay? Yes. Among so many other things. And guess what, sis? Many times, um, I believe that we are unequally yoked financially. We tie ourselves to people that are not on the same level as we are, and we may be unequally yoked with the finances, right? right. And sometimes, unfortunately, we don't realize it until the I do part. And when we say that, we're now the two become one. So now your account is now my account. Your credit is my credit. And whether it be good, bad, indifferent, it, it affects the other, right? And right. that can be a stressful piece if we haven't discussed the financial piece, because, for instance, one wants to save and the other one wants to spend. Mm -hmm. Right. My beautiful, lovely wife, she loves shoes and bags. <laughs> right. Then she she spends. <laughs> right. OK. All right now. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and that's OK. Right. But we had to have that discussion. Baby, this is the budget for this baby. That is the budget for that versus not having one and just you know, one is trying to save and one is trying to spend. And to be honest, she is way more financially responsible than I am. So I would definitely have to give her props for that, but we also have to realize and truth. appreciate <laughs> each other's strengths, right? So we have to have the discussion. Um, and, you know, I've seen, and we've probably all seen and, and heard of situations in marriages where it's like they're in a rubber raft and there's, there's water coming in, the finances is becoming too heavy. It's, it's causing the raft to go down. One person is trying to build the water out while the other one is with a, with a sharp object just punching holes, right? In that situation, nobody wins, right? We're both stressed. So I definitely think with finances being one of the top causes of divorces or separation, um, if you will, that finances should certainly be discussed and seriously considered before marriage. Gotta be a priority. So let me ask you this. So planning for, you know, financially for marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Do we start to get joint accounts before marriage? 
do we start to get joint accounts before marriage? Um, I, I think each person would have to answer that question themselves, right? Gotcha. You would have to know the other person. So take your time, take time to get to know your fiance, whatever the case may be, um, and know what their financial habits are. Um, reason being, uh, if I know that my wife is just spending money and not saving, right? It would be a bit more, I, I would, I guess, reconsider heavier having a joint account until she shows, and it could be me, let's say the shoes on the other foot, um, until I show financial responsibility. Because now we have a joint account, you have access to the money I'm saving, rubber raft, I'm saving. And every time you see that account go up, oh, another bag, another pair of shoes. So I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a joint account before or having that conversation before, but I think it's more important that you get to know that other person's habits and expectations. And then you make the, the, the informed decision at that point. So Tara, what, do you say the same? Yeah, I agree. Cause that was, that was our situation. You know what I mean? So he's definitely speaking from experience. And, but on the flip side, I do feel like, um, you know, if you notice that that individual or that your spouse or your, uh, fiance is not being responsible, I think that at some point, you know, you're going to have to sit down and have that conversation together before marriage, because if that, if you say two can't agree, right, then right. it's not going to work out. So I feel like if you can't agree there, then you're going to have challenges with other issues in your marriage where you can't agree when it comes to your finances. So I do feel that it is important for you all to be able to have your account joint, but you got to be on the same page before you can get there. Otherwise, it could cause problems down the line. Shay, she saved way better than I save. I'm, I'm, I'm the spender. I listen. I'm, I'm saying this, but I'm the spender, right? And we have to have, when I say serious conversations, mm -hmm. I mean serious, intentional conversations about. Listen, Ty, this, you, you, this is ridiculous. This is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, because I was, I was spending, you know, um, and she was, uh, is a much better saver than I am. So um, you have to, I have to realize and appreciate because it feels good and it felt good to actually see your account getting fatter and getting better because of the help, right? We talk about the help meet now, help meet isn't, isn't just for housework mm -hmm. because of the help meet that I have that's helping me see and helping me become a better man. And that's, that's a part of it too. That's a part of marriage. So um, she recognized it and, and, and she helped me work on it. And now I'm, I'm doing a lot better. I still spend, right? I still spend now, don't get me wrong, but I don't spend as crazily as I did before. So I agree with both of you. And we are grateful for that in our marriage. Yes. So I was getting ready to say, so one thing that I realized with my husband, right, when it comes to finances, that I am the stronger being, right? Mm. So, <laughs> however, the, I'm going to talk to him after this. Oh, gotcha. However, <laughs> the ego, right? The ego, the provider, I will say the provider ego, because that's a different type of ego. When you're the provider and you're providing financially and you're the breadwinner and all of these things, right? Indeed. Indeed. It's, it's kind of hard to talk to them and be like, hey, um, so I noticed that you 
had Cheesecake Factory two days in a row. <laughs> listen, babe, I know you work hard and you deserve cheesecake. You deserve, right. Listen, right. You deserve the cheesecake. However, you can't keep spending $30 every day. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I work hard. Mm-hmm. I Sometimes I don't get adequate rest. I'm grinding. I'm doing everything that I need to do, that type of thing or whatever. And I'm just speaking from this space because, you know, finance is a sensitive conversation. Yes. Right? Yes, for sure. Finances are a sensitive conversation, but I had to learn how to speak to my mm-hmm. husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Not at him. I learned how to speak to my husband for him to be like, oh, I get it. I right. understand. Mm-hmm. Even though in my head, I'm like, I'm a whip. Your because yep. that's right. This, this is absolutely insane. And so I, I personally, I'm not against getting joint accounts before mm-hmm. marriage just to learn each other's behaviors. Correct. However, don't just do this with anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what go. I am against. Don't do it with just anybody. You you definitely want to make sure that you guys actually have a plan for the future Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. actually get to that area and then go from there. But to just open a a random account with somebody you met haphazardly. Which goes back to what I was saying, sis. I agree 110% with you, right? When we talk, when I when I talked about um learning that person Mm -hmm. and their habits, right? That's where I believe the communication part of marriage comes in. You have to know or know the other person how to effectively communicate with that man where he would be able to listen and hear the message that you're really trying to give to him. Because we've had that conversation before too. She's had to sit down and have the conversation with me. And I'll tell you what, the, 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 the learning curve for me came when I wanted to purchase certain things and I had the money to do it because mm-hmm. I listened to the advice that my wife gave. If it was me a couple of years ago, I wouldn't I'd just wait until the next paycheck and not purchase it then. But because I had it then and there and with extra to spare, I was like, man, this this woman might know what she's talking about. Don't it feel good? <laughs> hey, listen, yeah. listen, yeah. this is she knew. She knew. She knew. It feels amazing, right? The, and yes, again, it goes back to behaviors because the other thing that I learned is when it comes to money, I was operating out of fear because mm. I struggled a lot, right? Mm. So every time I would get money, oh no, I got to hold it. Hold on to I'm it. I'm not going to do nothing else to it. Or either I spend all of my money on bills right. and don't think about anything else. Because for right. me, as long as the bills are paid, like I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, I may have not eaten I might have a quarter tank of gas or whatever, but guess what? All them bills pay. And so yeah. that used to be my mindset of, I don't know what you're mad for, like everything's paid. Right. But my yeah. husband was like, we have to budget some kind of way mm-hmm. for us to, you know, we can't spend everything on right. our overpay bills. Like if it's $100, I'm going to pay another $100 just because I'm thinking, what if this happened? What if that happened? Oh, you have tight. Yeah, like I was one of those because that's what I was that's what I was right. used to as a single gotcha. woman sure. and having my own place for so long. Like I've been on my own since I was 17. Right. So by the time he got to me, I was well in this thing. Like, this is what I do, this is how I move, this is how I, I get peace or whatever. And he's like, that's insane. Like, no, we can't do that. We can't yeah. 
we can't move like that or whatever. So I think it's important to, right, right. I think it's important to, you know, we keep saying it, but I think it's important to understand the behaviors and not only just the behavior, but the background and the why of that too. Because I do believe a lot of people just, you know, dump it into marriage, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. They're, they're just mm-hmm. jumping into it, not realizing that there's so many levels. Like, yes, I know ma'am. it's a cliche saying, yes, but there's ma'am. so many levels to marriage that you really have to be prepared for that. And so, um, and with finances being the number, and you would think like at one point in time, the number one reason why people were getting divorced is because of cheating. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Cheating is number four now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and money is number one number so one. so the, the the number one thing you should do is you know with that being said and if you want to beat the, the statistics definitely do some work i know a couple that's doing um programs like money programs like six month okay. programs 12 month programs paying off debt together doing you know saving money in the shoe box save five dollars save a dollar in this egg or whatever it mm-hmm. just makes it easier because mm-hmm. a lot of things are going to be thrown at you during your marriage and you definitely yeah. don't want to do money because money is going to make it worse. There you go. Yeah, right? I agree. I agree 100%. And I'll add, you know, that marriage is what you make of it. And when it comes to your finances, a lot of times we show up in the marriage thinking that we're already experts, right, in this thing and we haven't even begun, right? We have the surface of what it takes, right, to make this thing work, right? So I feel like um, we have to come to a place where we got to just be real. We got to be real that we don't have all the answers, right? But we also have a God that we can rely on that provides resources. And we have experts that we can turn to when we can't figure it out. We can say, hey, let's pick up the phone and call sis, call Shay. You know, she may, she may have a little bit of a sound advice that she can give to us financially where we can draw from that so that we can make this thing work rather than blind leading blind, right? So we can go to iron sharpens iron so that we can make this thing work. So it goes back to our plan about making sure that we focus on what's not focus on what's working versus what's not working for us in our marriage. So we don't have to speak. show up being perfect. Speak, right? lady. We just got to make progress. Speak, lady. Yeah. <laughs> Throw some money at our feet. Look. Right, right, right. But you know what? You know what? Say real quick and then, uh, then I'll. I'll oh, no, go you're on. good. Go ahead. Drop into, into my spirit, right? We like to say a lot of times, because we're talking about finances being uh, the, the biggest cause of reason for separation, uh, we like to say money is the root of all evil. Money is not the root of all evil, the love. So if you are with somebody who loves money and you just use money, you you know, you, you use money and you make money work for you, maybe you need to reconsider that because the love of money is the root of all evil. That per- If that person loves money and you just... You just use money and you let your money work for you. Perhaps again, that unequally yoked statement comes in because then that's where the evil comes in because now you're trying to do certain things to keep the money that you love so much. So be careful. Be careful who you're with. Does that person love money more than they love you? That could be a problem. Listen, that that is a huge problem because the other thing too is, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I, I am a bit of a workaholic, right? Right. And in my working, it feels good to see money come along with it. Ain't and so wrong some people it. are driven by Ain't that, right? right? I know right. I work a lot or whatever, but eventually I'm like, I want to sleep. 
I, I ain't right. got time. Right. <laughs> right. But talk. it's foolishness right here. But there are really people that work just because of the incentive of seeing mm-hmm. money come into their hands or, you know, in their bank accounts and stuff like that. So I definitely agree with that as well. I do. I really do. And then also to, to add more scripture to that, in the scripture, it also says money answered all things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it say. So, you That's know, we got to break some religion off of that because we did, I'm not going to lie, well, I'm going to say me. I did grow up thinking money was the root of all evil. Right. Right. But I'm like, That's okay, we, we, we saying that and we all broke. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we misinterpreted the word. There you right? go. Money is a resource. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a resource. It was given to us to be able to barter, right? And so we we barter by I give you money, you give me food. I give you money, you give me a service or whatever the case is, right? But in the scripture, it definitely says the love. The love. So if you do saying. find somebody that loves the money more than you, then you you that's not Watch a competition yourself, you're gonna brother. win, love. Watch yourself. Then it becomes a God, right? <laughs> So ooh, I hope that helped the people because good grief. Right, you know? right. Yeah, because this, of course, this question, all of the questions that I'm doing, I mean, all of the topics that I'm doing for this season and the seasons coming are based upon questions that I've gotten in inbox or in conversation. Mm. And so um, and so I'm like, why y'all be coming to me? But then I remember my name <laughs> is Wisdom, my 30 years. Come on, so, come on, sister. Come on, sister. Yeah. So so people are asking these questions because you know I, I do I do feel like there are more people that want to be married versus not. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, marriage is not for everybody. But what I find hard is actually being able to have an honest and open conversation with some tenured um, married couples because everything is so hush hush. Like nobody right. wanna. Right. Talk about this. Nobody want to talk about how I picked up the skillet and I was about to knock him out. Nobody want to talk mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of hard true. to navigate this. So that's why that's why I'm I'm being intentional on a- asking these questions. Are these questions uncomfortable? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But <laughs> but I'm glad that you guys were able to break that down because um it definitely makes me feel better or whatever. Yeah. And I'm married. But um, just to just yeah, to get the wisdom and insight on that is is absolutely amazing. So I'm gonna move into the next question, right? Yes. So right. still talking about backup plans and back out plans. All right. Um, <laughs> should the voice be discussed at the beginning of the 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 relationship or the engagement, or is divorce forbidden? Wow. Um, so I'll answer that question. Uh, hmm. Well, I do believe that it is necessary to uh, have those uncomfortable conversations before and after uh, marriage. Um, one, to establish and two, to solidify where you stand together in regards to the vision that you might have, right? Mm-hmm. The values that you may hold together in your marriage. And I believe that having those conversations will help to teach you how and why you should keep fighting for your marriage in those times, again, when things may get challenging and hard. So I do believe that it is important to have those conversations. Absolutely. 
Mr. My baby is smart. She Listen, is you tired. hear? You she hear? She going on the whole podcast by herself. Oh, you hear me? Jesus, have mercy. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome job. Um, I I agree. I mean, I don't think it's much to to add to that. We all know um how divorce is looked at in the church. It's it's frowned upon, quote unquote, right by the church and mm-hmm. and scriptures. Uh, we have scriptures to to show. Um, that a man who divorces another and marries another woman commits adultery and you know the wife should not separate from a husband and only death should separate the couple and and we get that right we understand we we what God puts together let no man put asunder we get all of that okay but I'm gonna approach it from probably a non-traditional that's why I say the words and thoughts of the Peters family does not reflect (laughs) right um so we know that we are aware of that we grew up in church um, we know exactly what it says and in, in, in what the Bible says about marriage. Now, I would say this. I would add this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to divorce, I do believe if a couple gets to the point where they may be considering or, or discussing that, going their separate ways, um, first, seek godly counsel. That's, that's mm-hmm. the first thing, that's right? Um, seek godly counsel while seeking God's direction, all right? A lot of times we lean to our own understanding right? Uh, The Bible says in all our ways, we should acknowledge him and let him direct our path. But we lean to our own understanding sometimes. And that then results in this thing going way left. When had we seek uh, the counsel of those that are are wiser than us um, and obviously God's direction that it may have ended up differently, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't believe to add to that a snippet to that. um, I don't believe that being the good, good father that he is, okay? You know, we say, hey, uh, the only thing that should separate y'all is death. Okay, you stick with that man, stick with that woman regardless. I ain't for that. I'll be honest, I ain't for that. Um, again, I believe God being the good, good father that we know him to be, myself being a father, I would not have my child stick in a relationship, in a marriage where he or she is being abused. I know of people who, mm-hmm. specifically females, my, my sisters, right, who um, were in, let's say, physically abusive relationships. And the church said, woman, you better stick by that man. I don't care that he hit you, that he da-da-da-da. The word says what God put together, and you cannot divorce and da-da-da. Well, he loved her to death, literally, right? Mm. So in that situation, how can we then be comfortable? How can we then be comfortable? Can we, would we then say that, well, that's what God ordained. That's what God wanted. Mm, mm, uh, I disagree. Yeah. Okay. So, so how then can we say, so it's, it's a very sensitive topic as we all know, um, the divorce thing, but I just have, I've broken away from some of the traditional thinkings that we're going to stick with it any, all the time, whatever, regardless. No, 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 no. We say what God has put together, let no man put asunder. What if God ain't put it together? Listen. And I'm and I'm gonna hush and, and I'm gonna hush right there. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hush up. That was good. I almost flipped my desk open. Almost flipped my desk open. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that's honest and true because I, I am a product of that. I experienced mm. that. I got married at 24, 23 mm. going into 24. And was divorced by 25 mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was not something that God chose. You see? It was something that I chose, right? 
It absolutely made no sense. And I knew the whole time that it was something that I should have not been doing. Wow. But I still did it because I called myself getting mm-hmm. wise counsel and listening to people who didn't mm-hmm. have the wisdom you see to help us get through uh-huh. right so now i'm crying to god get me out get me out you see he didn't put me there i put you in there <laughs> right yeah you got in there get right. your own self out like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what uh-huh. so you know right. Right. Yeah. My bad. but no it's it's true it's the it's the uh, yeah. We put people in bondage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tough with stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, for me, when it comes to divorce, I don't, I mean, because I've experienced it. Was I heartbroken? Of course. Was right. I going through some stuff? Of course. However, I have my for real now. Now, mm-hmm. you could cut up if you want to, but, you know, <laughs> that's a whole other situation. Right? But... <laughs> But but um, it's not forbidden because it's something that we did talk about. We talked about right. divorce before we, mm-hmm. you know, got serious, serious, serious. Right. What I mean by serious, serious, serious is engagement, talking to each other, family, all that right. other stuff. And right. then we talked about it afterwards because we started discussing what are our deal breakers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that's going to be like, you know what? I love you, but I don't love you enough to deal right. with that. Right, right, right. And the other thing is too with saying you better stick by them, you better do this, you know, do all of we say the thick and thin and all of that other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And sticking with somebody, but it don't necessarily have to be physical abuse, it could be emotional. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there you go. It could be mental, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be all of those, it could be complete manipulation, financial abuse, (laughs) bondage, right? Keeping people in, in situations like, well, you know. I gotta stay or whatever. I think the number one story for me when I think about something like that is the story of this uh, R&B singer Michelle. Michelle mm-hmm. tells yeah. her story about how her grandmother was like, "You better stay with him. You better figure it out. You better stick it out." Yeah. And losing herself the entire mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. so we, and so you know, you have to figure out your own soul salvation. I mean, that's that's scripture yeah. too. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to figure out your own soul salvation, but a lot of this religious stuff mm-hmm. has had us in bondage because I tell you what, I yes, was ma'am. in that space. I was feeling that that oh no, you can't get divorced. No, you can't leave. You you here now mm-hmm. or whatever. And I and you know was in bondage about that yes. until yes. I read the word and got the revelation for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what the understanding was. When it comes to divorce and what was permitted, what was not permitted, and I had to go to God myself, not to yeah. anybody else. Right. I had to go and make peace with him for something that go. I chose to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, telling certain people in the church that was like, nah, you can't do that, you just can't leave, you just can't get divorced, right. and you're going right. against the word, and they don't know none of the words. Right. Yeah, right. That's religion. Or they misinterpret. <laughs> You know what I mean? They don't know none of the words. So I do mm-hmm. think in that aspect, yes, you need to talk about divorce because you don't know what will happen and it'll be knocking on your door but because yeah. you ain't talking yep. about it. You don't yeah. know how to respond. You know, mm-hmm. so I would say get ahead mm-hmm. of the curve before mm-hmm. the curve catch you. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, all I, things get an understanding. There you, go. Yeah. there you go. But I am so glad, sis, in, in just listening to your testimony, as, as we know, we've talked about before, 
Like Paul said, he does not treat us as our sins deserve, huh? Right. Even though you went in on your own, he's still, boy, and, and it's not just that situation, but even other situations that we, we choose to get ourselves in. But like the good father that he is, not treating us like, like we deserve, he's still coming, he rescue us. Exactly. Boy, that's, that's, that's love right there. Yeah, and it's, and it's unconditional. Come on now, come on. Unconditional. So I'm, I'm grateful because who? Amen. Okay, the out. That's a whole nother hey, situation. I'll be in the corner crying. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this: So why do you think people choose to leave their options open when it comes to the back out plan? Right, right, right. Um, another awesome question. Um, uh, why do people choose to leave their options open? When it comes to the back, uh, okay, I think each person would have to answer that that question themselves, right? I, I can't say why a Shay or Tara or Phil might want to leave the options open, but I believe the biggest reason that a person would leave an option open is because they're uncertain about their first option, and there's mm -hmm. a lack of trust and confidence for whatever reason, right, in that first option. And truth be told, some folks just want the cake and eat it too. That, that's I mean get, get through all the other that? stuff get through all the other stuff let's let's cut, cut through that stuff place, right? right they want the cake and they want to eat it too right so I, I would say this um in regards to leaving your options open right um so if I know that the head chef in my favorite restaurant um if I knew him or her and I know that they produce quality lobster entrees and I love lobster right every time I go there I'm guaranteed to get a great lobster meal, right? Um, when I go to that restaurant, I don't leave my options open. I know why I'm there, okay? Let, let me get the lobster, you, let the chef know I'm here. Let me get the lobster meal. I don't need a second option. I know why I'm there, right? It's the same way. If I, if I trust and know the product that this beautiful help meet, lover and friend <laughs> and partner that God has placed in my life, if I know that her product is quality every time. I don't need a, I don't need a second option. Wow. But I got but but the thing is I I <laughs> I have to know and I know that the her produce is quality. Right? So I don't need to leave my options open because anything that I would need or look for outside, I'm getting on the inside. So it, it depends on on the on the individual, it depends on the person, but I think it breaks down to one a lack of trust and confidence in your first option, because we're talking about why you're leaving your second option, right? Um, a lack of trust and confidence, um, uncertainty, and some males and females just want the cake and they want to eat it too whenever they want. That's good. That's good. That's real good. That's it, right? Right? We, we ain't got to get all biblical <laughs> and spiritual. Listen, I, I want it when I want it. It's very realistic. Hey, come on. Yeah. I, when yeah. I want it, I want it, and that is what it is. Yeah, right. So for those people, they got to seek God themselves, like you just said. You know, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But that's that's just the heart of some people, you know. Yeah, yeah. I believe. And again, planning to fail before you start, you know. So. <sighs> so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this question right where it's at. Uh -huh. <laughs> if you if you you know, feel the need to leave your options open, that's lack of commitment. Of that course. means that you're unable to commit to any 
thing. Of course. And so, especially if you don't commit to you, of course mm-hmm. you're gonna leave your options open because you don't commit mm-hmm. to you, so you don't expect nobody else to do it. Right. Of course. So, <laughs> of course. and if you're requiring somebody to commit to you, and you don't commit to yourself, it's oxymoronic. So, Indeed. Indeed. I'm gonna just leave that. that. That's hey, that's but amen. if you cake and eat it, you know. Amen. Whatever. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Thank you. <laughs> you can sow a seed at uh. No. <laughs> so okay, so we at the end of this podcast, you guys, and so I always ask anybody who comes and be on the podcast with me to you know give some advice, and so I'm gonna start with you, Tara. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone who wants to get married? but is afraid of the life after marriage? That's a loaded question right there. (laughs) Um, What advice would I give to someone who wants to get married, but is afraid of life after marriage? Uh, Well, I'll share some really, really great advice that was once shared with me. And and that is a lot of times we pray for these mansion-sized blessings, but we only have about 250 square feet of room to receive them. We want the perfect man, the perfect marriage, the perfect body. They have to be fine, funny. They have to have good credit and a good job. Yet, most of the times we haven't even perfected those things within ourselves that God has required of us before the marriage, before the woman, before the uh, before the man or anything else that we are here asking for and praying for, right? I mean, when, what's your credit history? When was the last time you've been to the gym and focused on your own well-being, right? So we have all these questions, you know, what's your spiritual journey like? Can you cook and can you keep a job? I mean, we really, really have to ask ourselves those hard, hard questions and be intentional about are we doing what's necessary so that God can bless us so that he can give us the desires of our own heart. And I'll say this to those who are, if you are doing those things, you have to know that he can and he will enlarge your territory whether that's your marriage territory, your financial territory, or your personal territory, so that you can step confidently into the blessings that he does have in store for you regarding your marriage and your future. Which leads me to one of my my final advice is that um, it comes from one of my favorite scriptures, Jeremiah 29 11, for God reminds us that, for I know the plans that I have for you, and that is to prosper you and not harm you, to uh, plans to give you a hope and a future in me and in your marriage. So I would say stand on that. You got to ask yourself those hard questions before you even show up to know whether or not God will bless you and give you the desires of your own heart. Speak. My baby talking today. My baby talking today. But listen, when she was talking about can't cook and don't work out, she wasn't talking about me, y'all. So just (laughs) let's get that straight. She was talking in generalities. All right. So. All right. That was not about Mr. Peters. That, that was not about me. No, that wasn't about me. We just giving advice is all. <laughs> so do you have anything to add to that time? Uh my my baby did a, a wonderful job. Um and so have you, honey. I, I, I appreciate it, baby. Um I would just say come on in, the water's fine. Um <laughs> hey, hey, the listen, water, the water is good over here. Okay. Warm. You know, um, seriously, marriage is a big, um, actually a huge decision, right? Um, my advice is simple. In addition to what my sweetheart just says, it's very simple. Take your time, get to know the person, seek God's face and approval. When we talk about leaning not to your own understanding, very important. Keep mm-hmm. him at the center. 
Marriage is what you make it. Marriage mm -hmm. is what you make it. If you want a fun, successful, thriving marriage, be the change that you want to see. Simple. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's good, babe. That's it. Bible study starts at 7 a.m. <laughs> on Wednesday. Hey, you, you can know, meet us here. <laughs> But, 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 you know, it, it says real talk though, and, and I know we, we're gonna wrap this up shortly, but real talk, as I look behind you and I see the I Failed podcast uh, logo, the funny thing is, and I think you can agree with me when I say that, a lot of the things that we learn, we learn by failing initially, mm -hmm. but we fail forward. Yes. We fail forward. So, you know, it, it, the things that we've shared and what we go through and what we've gone through and what I know that we are going to go through, we are going to go through and be successful and go through together because there's been some times where we failed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we failed. Listen. Point blank, right? But because we failed forward, right. we were able, and the plans and the backup plans that we had, we made them together. Yeah. So we were able again to fail forward and be successful. So definitely you can even add that to the, to the advice piece. Right when you get over to to marriage land, if you fail in a certain area, fail forward. Yes. Fail forward. Learn from your experiences so that you can be better, not just for yourself but for the collective. Absolutely. Yeah. Use it as a stepping stone to propel you forward. Yep. That's it. And I'll say this to you, to 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 everyone that's listening. If you grew up in that atmosphere where all you saw were failed relationships, mm. it's imperative that you ask God for wisdom and the right people to be around. Yes, yes, so yes. that way you can see, I'm not 100%. talking about celebrities. I'm not talking about some people you see on social media. I'm talking about some people that have wisdom and they're willing to impart that Real in talk. you. Because yes. just because mama and daddy didn't work out, grandma and grandpa didn't work out, and uncle didn't work out. It doesn't mean that that is your destiny and that it's meant for you. I Amen. am a living testimony mm -hmm. of that. And so, uh, mm -hmm. like like my brother said, listen, the water is good. Just jump on the in. Water, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It is fine. Trust come on me. in. Come on in. <laughs> Just come on in. Just bring your swimsuit. That's right. That's you right. know, get your protective style, whatever you got to mm -hmm. do. And um, just come on into the water. You'll be just fine. So I, the right person, though. Right. Swim yes. The right person. Yes. Especially if you don't know how to swim. So somebody can guide you. Hold oh, you up. oh. And you got to be okay with that, though. You got to be okay with the strength and the weaknesses of you and the strength Real and talk. the weaknesses of the person that you're, you're wanting to be in a relationship with. Or your spouse. Like, you got to mm -hmm. be okay with that. So if you can't swim and they can and they're going to teach you, you got to be open to that. Real that's talk. how you learn. That's, that's, that's how you learn. And marriage is a constant lesson. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Marriage yep. is a constant lesson. Yep. And so listen, if you don't want to learn, then you stay where you at. This ain't it. <laughs> this yeah. not it. That's real yeah. talk. Real talk. Wow. Wow. That's I awesome. That was Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast with me today. Thank I feel like this is going to be the extension of something else. Hey, <laughs> so let it be. Amen. So it shall be. 
So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast with the ones you love. Thank you for listening to the new and old recordings that we have um, available to you guys. We will be back with another Love Talk Monday. Thank you. you. Awesome. Thank you for having us, sis. We love you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. you.